It's time for the only local show in St. George with the top guests, the hot topics, and the most compelling conversations. It's the Andy Griffin Show on KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. It's nine minutes after nine o'clock. It's been a whirlwind kind of a day. Uh, the guest I've had on today, Bill Zimfer, Tony, uh, Tony Chambers, uh, Katie Corrales. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bert Staley was here. Uh, and uh, right now we've got a guy by the name of John, John Pike. <laughs> Good to be with you, Andy. How are you doing, John? I, I, I said it kind of James Bond style in honor of Sean, <laughs> Sean Connery's passing. Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. That's right. But, uh, we, uh, at my home, we watched Hunt for Red October that night. Nice. The night that he passed away because we. Uh, we enjoy him. He's a great actor. Going to miss him. Loved him as Bond. I actually, one of my favorite roles was when he, when he plays, played Indiana Jones' uh, father in The Last Crusade. Yeah. He I was, thought he was great in He that. was really great. Junior. You yeah, know, Junior. Called right. his son. We named the dog Indiana. Yeah. That was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. And, uh, I, you know, of course you see all the, uh, the flood of, um, you know, on YouTube and stuff, uh, the, honors and so forth uh, right. some of the awards uh evenings that he was he was attending and and i saw one where um harrison ford was one that presented him uh something so that was pretty cool yeah. you know i can't remember which which uh, academy it was but it was it was pretty cool so a, a quote by, by uh, sean connery yesterday uh, after his passing said uh, most people think he's British. He says, I am, I am not British. No. I've never been British. I am a Scotsman, Scotsman. and I'm right. proud to be a Scotsman and I'll always be a Scotsman. Yeah. That was pretty so, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I loved him in untouchables. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved him in, Oh, was it, was it entrapment? I think it was called. Ooh, didn't see that one. Oh, know. that was cool. He was, was good it? in that one. Anyway. I, I mean, he was good in everything he did. Just really quite an actor and, yeah. and love that kind of, you know, that very, uh, iconic accent of his mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah, but he but he showed versatility too oh yeah he, he, he always did. had the accent but he he played different roles sometimes even comic type right type roles right so, some yeah. cameos he had some yeah. great cameo appearances you That's know right. that was really that That's were really fun so uh it is uh thursday you're two days after well day and a half after the election uh we <laughs> uh, learned a lot of things one thing we have not learned is who our president is just yet john uh, yeah i know i kind of thought for a few minutes there we were going to have an answer on election night although mm -hmm. uh, i never had really figured we would just because uh even though the pollsters weren't saying it was going to be uh close um i thought it would be i i just i yeah, thought it too. would be yeah. And, um, and some of the pollsters who were more, more accurate and predicting four years ago were saying it was going to be close. So I kind of believe that. So I don't know. I hope we know, I hope we know soon, but it sounds like, um, uh, there's going to be some challenges, uh, mm -hmm. and that, uh, you know, I think that's, that's appropriate. I don't know if we remember, but I do. Uh, I think it was 36 or 37 days before we knew president George, H or George W. Bush won, yeah. right? Uh, Bush versus Gore. Mm -hmm. And that was the hanging chads, yeah, the hanging chads and the pregnant chads, whatever we called them. <laughs> we had different terms, but yeah. that was a long uh, month or so. I, I hope we don't have to wait that long, but we might. And you know what? If, if it takes that long, we should be okay with that. You know, mm -hmm. we, we should, we've got time. We should be okay with that. And we, the, um, you know, by, um, by law, the, 
inauguration isn't until January 20th. We've got time. And so we should be comfortable, and I, I hope there will be uh, peace throughout the country. There's already been, there have already been some issues, yeah. and that's too bad. In fact, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we need to be patient and, and, uh, on, on, on all sides. And I've seen a lot of, of that shown already on social media. I've, I've seen the concerns, yes, but I've seen a lot of respect, and I hope we'll keep seeing that. In, in terms of having respect for the process, and and um, I hope we'll do that uh, all across the country. I know we'll do that here. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But one one thing about that January twentieth uh, inauguration, I, I will call that a deadline because if looked it up yesterday, if a president isn't selected uh, by January twenty by inauguration day, by default, the Speaker of the House is the acting president until one is named. I heard that the that, other day. That would be Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm yes. just saying, I know. let's we, hurry. Let's do that. I agree. Let's take our time, but let's hurry. And really, as <laughs> I recall, the vote is supposed to happen, right, with the uh, the um, uh, the delegates, the um, Electoral. electorates, yeah. uh, uh, electoral voters, <laughs> whatever, the del- those delegates on December 14th, correct? Isn't right. that right? right. So, I think that's the date. So yeah. we really need to, uh, in, in my opinion, we certainly ought to be done by then. And... Uh, you know, the, the court challenges again, not unprecedented. I, I would, I expected that on both sides. Mm-hmm. And so I hope everyone on, on whatever side, and, and there's really more than two sides, right? There's other folks you could have voted for. Um, but I hope everyone will be patient with the process. It's, it's worth getting right. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, I imagine in every election, there's probably, you know, some, uh, shenanigans. I, I sure hope there haven't been, um, hundreds of thousands of shenanigans in this uh, election. That would be really sad. It would. It we would. need to have confidence in our elections. And and by the way, one of the things Chris Stewart, who was on the show yesterday, said he said, "Shame on the pollsters." Yeah. Because they, either by the way they ask questions or by by sheer moving the numbers around, they shaded this election. They, they did. Like it or not, when when you see a poll, when the average American sees a poll that says someone's winning by ten points. That actually makes it more likely that you are going to vote for that person. It's it's it shading does. the election, and uh, for months now, the pollsters have said, "Oh, Biden's way ahead," and uh, that that actually, I believe, had an effect on on this election. You and, know, and they were wrong. They were way wrong. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I felt they were going to be wrong. I, mm-hmm. I really just by everything you were seeing, and again, no matter which um, which uh, candidate you were for. You could see that it was going to be tighter than that. You really could. Yeah. And and I do think, generally speaking, people, um, they want to vote for a winner. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. And and Agreed. so, at least I do, you know. And and I know there are a lot of people that said, no, I, I'm absolutely dug in on my candidate. Yes, there, there are those that are. But there were a lot of undecideds from what I could tell in this in this election, this campaign, until right at the end. So I think you're right. I think they're, that those kinds of uh, push polls, as they call them, uh, those whatever you want to call them, I think uh, with the leading questions, you get out of it what you want to get out of it, and then you use it as a tool. That's too bad uh, because I and, I and I saw a couple of pollsters get called on this on election night, and they were really defensive. <laughs> and I thought, you're caught, guy. <laughs> you're, you're caught. It's so, time, time to come clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's go to the phone line. Got a caller on the line. We're with Mayor John Pike, Mayor Thursday here on the Andy Griffin Show. And uh, there was a couple of things I wanted to get from the mayor 
uh, during the course of this show. One of them is what it's like to be a candidate, especially when you're not sure what's going to happen. But let's go to the phone lines first. The caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. What's up? I've got one question and one comment, and I'll take uh, the response uh, off uh, off the phone. Number one, if you're going to opt out of the blue can, why do you have to have, wait till February to have it picked up? And number two, Mayor, you haven't lived until you sit on Black Ridge and watch somebody leave Maverick and not one car, but five cars and go across six lanes of traffic to go to Jersey Mike's. Thank you. Okay, Mayor, your response. Um, Let's see. The first question was regarding Blue Can. If you want to opt out of Blue Can right now and you want want the the can to be picked up, we can do that. When I say we, it's the solid waste district, but uh, we can do that. What you can't do is opt out of paying right now. So if you want your can gone, you can absolutely do that. Just let them know, hey, I know I'm still paying for a a couple more months, but I want the can gone now. Uh, But you can't opt out of of the the payment. Uh, So the commitment is until until February? It's through February. And so, um, or excuse me, through January. So February 1, the new contract starts, and that's why we, we have to do it this way, um, because we, we have to pay the contracted rate to the provider, the, to the vendor. And so, so on February 1, we'll have a new contract, uh, and, and technically speaking, a new provider from what we had last time, uh, although they took it over here a while back. So uh, February 1... Uh, you've got, you know, the opportunity right now uh, to be able to opt out uh, for the February 1 contract. And that will go, the plan, that's a 10-year contract, but we will have some possibilities for changes within those 10 years. We were we were smarter this time, I'm just going to say, uh, to give ourselves as a district, as a county, um, and multiple, you know, all the multiple cities, more options to be able to revisit the contract if market conditions change drastically. So, so anyway, if he wants the can gone, he can have it gone uh, anytime. Just call the the Washington County Solid Waste District and ask them to do that. You just you just won't get to to have your fee reduced, your charges reduced until Tell February one. Yep. Okay. All right. The other question. Oh, then. the other one was on the Maverick. Uh, I'm sure he's talking about the. The, yeah, he said by Jersey Mike's, which right. is their Black Ridge and, and Bluff and, and Maine. Uh, yeah, I've seen it too. And all I can say is it's it's clear that you can't do what he's talking about. Go straight across there. Uh, there there's even a, a concrete island, you know, that directs you turning right instead of going straight. We're just, it's going to have to be something we do probably with some additional uh, enforcement maybe we can do some additional signage. So I'll, I'll look at that again. I drive through there every day, and I've seen what he says. I don't probably see it quite as often as he does. He must live close by or something uh, or work close by, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that with law enforcement. Okay, very good. Let's go back to the phone lines. Call you're on with Andy and with Mayor John Pike on Mayor Thursday. What's up? Hello, Mayor. Yes, sir. Hi. Good morning. And good morning. Good morning. Uh, got a question. In the paper this morning, it says St. George cancel events due to COVID-19 surge. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. And my question is, you know, why are we allowing all these baseball teams, sport teams from Nevada, California into our parks? Okay, right? 
Mm-hmm. Why aren't they canceled? Why are we allowing them in? Uh, uh, I went past uh, the Man of War Bridge, the park over there off of Man of War, okay, right? Close mm-hmm. to your home? Yeah, Bloomington Park. And it park. was packed, packed. And they're California licensed, California plates on it, okay. Why are, why are you allowing them to come in? They're bringing, they're bringing the virus into us. We were good until they started coming in. So now in the paper it says that we, we, we have just succeeded the amount um, what I will what I will tell you is uh, kind of two pronged. First of all, the the cancellation announcement that you referred to is doing just what you said. It's That's actually fine. it's canceling the especially the larger and the out of state, out of area type of events that are bringing uh, people here. Um, yeah, and, especially and so, excuse me, especially since California banded it, Nevada banded them. Okay, right, and so. We opened our arms up, say, sure, come over here. You know, we'll, we'll take you. Go ahead. Do your events, whatever you're doing. And that's not correct. That's not, that's not, that's not right. Well, there's, there's some different schools of, of thought on this, and frankly, it's, this is a tough one. Uh, I can tell you that uh, there are people that feel exactly the way you do, uh, and then there are, there are others who have said, hey, really, can you demonstrate, can you prove that these folks coming in are spreading the virus. And, you know, honestly, it's very hard to prove. Uh, what, what is really hard to, in fact, you just can't prove that outdoor events cause right. the virus to spread. You, you can't prove it. Um, <clears throat> what, what is a little bit harder to know, and the reason we've taken the steps we have, is that many of these folks, especially from out of the area, okay, we're talking the, the very ones we normally would target, to, to attract here, the ones that are staying in our hotels, motels, going to our restaurants, those folks, they, they gather before, during, and after the events. And those are the ones that we're concerned, uh, especially if they're, you know, staying for a number of days and especially if there are thousands of them. Uh, and that was, that, we had an event like that, several events this weekend, where because of the, the surge of patients, not the surge of cases, but the surge of patients at the hospital. And, by the way, not just COVID patients. Right. But uh, we're, we're looking at the whole, uh, whole um, gambit, if you will, of, of patients, the whole uh, mix, and seeing that our caregivers, and we were, we were hearing from providers, not, not just like hospital administrators. In fact, uh, really what caused us to make the change uh, so quickly was we were hearing from individual physicians and and nurses saying, "Hey, you guys really ought to do something to to send the message that you know we do have a little bit, um, maybe a very bit of a different situation now than we even had you know a month ago." Yeah. So that's what we did, and and we're going to monitor that. Uh, we're going to monitor it on a at least a weekly basis. So we have canceled large events, uh, even outdoor events, but we've canceled large ones over the next month. We've gone a month out, and then we're meeting weekly at least, as I said, with at least one to two members of the city council and our, our rec- <clears throat> excuse me, recreation and leisure uh, services staff and myself and the city manager will be meeting to review, okay, what are the events that are five weeks out? you know, or four mm-hmm. weeks to five weeks, six weeks. And we're going to be looking, we're going to be talking uh, on, again, at least on a weekly basis with our um, healthcare providers to say, okay, how are we this week? And we're going to try to, to make these decisions in a more, um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, um, uh, uh, 
systematic uh, way and say, you know, because how may how may the uh, the hospital census look in a month? We have no idea. Right. We just don't. If some of the other things that we're all doing, the precautions that we're all trying to take, Andy and I, uh, for the last number of months, have been sitting in different uh, studios. Yes. We can see each other mm-hmm. through, through a pane of glass, but they're two different studios. Yeah. And so they've, they've been taking those kinds of precautions. And frankly, as we all know, it's annoying. Uh, but as we do this, and frankly, we are doing this better, I think, uh, you know, we're, we hope that we'll see this this surge, which which Doctor Blodgett from the health department really knew would happen, he predicted yeah. it. So yeah. did the people at Intermountain Healthcare and the U of U Med Center, for example. They predicted it. We're just trying to say we we've got to not have this go crazy uh, and and overwhelm our healthcare givers, or they may not be there for some of the things that that the rest of us need that aren't COVID related. There are many more hospital patients uh, that don't have COVID right. than do. And, yeah. and so, and we're, and so we acknowledge that, but if you've got, and I, I don't know exact numbers and I'm not really allowed to give them, but if you have say somewhere around 40 patients in the hospital that are COVID and let's say you've got about 200, uh, that, that aren't, you've got a really full hospital and it's not just about the, the beds. We could, we could have beds, temporary beds set up at the Dixie center. We could have tents as you know, but but people, you know, the caregivers, we can't just, you know, prefab, uh, you know, a nurse, tilt up yeah. a nurse. No, <laughs> we can't do that. <clears throat> and so, so that's why we're trying to do everything we can to 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 send the message that hey, we got to be extra careful right now. We're not going to just willy nilly cancel any event. There will be many events that will still go on, but we're going to try to have them make sense with the situation that we're faced with today and next week and not get past December 5th, for example. Today's the 5th of November. We're, we're not looking at canceling events uh, past a month from now because we want to make sure that, uh, that, that we're doing it with, with good data. All right. Well said. You actually took the words out of my mouth on the, as far as the personnel. The, the thing about the hospital, there's room. We can put tents in the parking right. lot or the Dixie Center or, or whatever, it's having people, professionals, who can take care of people. That's the hard part, especially when you consider how many hours they already put in, the ones that are there. So, right. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you this morning? Well, Andy, I'm going to punch a hole in the mayor's balloon. Okay. There was a family reunion, and there were four people from California with COVID, and our teacher and his wife and his baby daughter got sick. They are coming from California with COVID. I can tell you who it is, but I'll keep the teacher private. They are coming in here with COVID. We did not have COVID until you guys could not shut all this stuff down for M-O-N-E-Y. And don't stand there and tell me you don't know the truth, because if you do, you are lying to all of us in Washington County. Okay. Well, I'm not going to try to argue with someone who has facts about someone who, who came in with they COVID. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, actually, you know, again, I wouldn't be surprised that some of that happens. Um, but I think really for the most part, I, I assume good intent. I think most people when they do uh, have COVID and are, are going about their normal activities, whether they live here or elsewhere, probably are not doing so with any malintent. 
They might not even know they have it. Yeah. They might not even have symptoms. That's one of the tricky things about this. But, you know, again, that's one of the reasons why uh, there have been closures back in March and April and uh, not not as widespread as other states. The caller makes that point. And Utah was criticized for that. But we were also criticized for taking as many steps as we did. So you can't you can't really win on this. This yeah. is this has been a wild and crazy year. It's an it's an, a novel virus, which means new. And so lots of unanswered questions even today. So I don't disagree with uh um, with uh, really with anyone's opinion of um, they have their right to their opinion and also to some of the facts that they may be privy to. So anyway, appreciate the caller's or caller's opinion on this. And, and I'm sorry, I don't want to see anybody get the virus. And I will say this, uh, uh, mayor, it's, it's a tough balance, but she talked about money and it's about money yeah. and letting people can money, money may be a bad word to some people, but people have to live. You have to go to work to be able to feed your family. And, and if we, you know, shut everything down, people are going to die. They're going to yep. die of depression, of suicide, of starvation, of homelessness. I mean, we, right. we've got to be realistic here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I, had, I had several people call me yesterday and several people email me on either side of this issue. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a hotel owner. And, he's, and he just wanted to understand, you know, what are... How, how is this working? And it's because of what you just said. This affects his employees. It's not so much him, but it is him, but it's his employees. Can I, am I going to have rooms to, you know, to fill and to service, you know, next week and next month? So uh, there are, as you said, there are legitimate um, money concerns, but frankly, it has very little to do with uh, corporate profits at this right. point, or certainly not city tax revenues. Frankly, not an issue, especially not for a short-term thing. We've actually done pretty well because we've tightened our belts, like I believe everyone else has personally. So anyway, we're. I, I agree with you, Andy. It's really this is about trying to find the balance that preserves life on the whole. Yeah, you know, yeah. not just COVID lives, if you will, due to COVID. Life on the whole. Like we've said a few times, uh, don't let the uh, cure be worse than the disease in the Absolutely. first place. Uh, Jack Lancaster steps into the studio for Hi. a second. Uh, Jack uh, joining us on Mayor Hi, Thursday. Mayor. Hey, Jack. Uh, we don't have a headset for you, so he probably can't hear the yeah. mayor very well. But, Jack, you had something to say. Well, I, I was listening on the drive-in, and I heard that mm-hmm. last caller, and I just want to defend the position of not shutting us down completely. I own a restaurant. We employ 31 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and frankly, the biggest chunk of my business lately has been people from California and Arizona who are coming into town because their states have been shut down. Right. And they've got to go somewhere to play their softball games and to play their soccer games, and the kids still need to have a life. And I think the cost of shutting down completely is, is overrated. Now, I just recovered from COVID. I had it, and I, I quarantined for two and a half weeks. And then I got a, a negative test, and I came back to work. But um, I tell you what. The uh, uh, for me the disease wasn't that bad. I've been sicker, and so if we if we look at trying to say, look, this is not a binary a binary uh, uh, decision. It's not all one way or all the other way. Mm-hmm. The, those people who are going to be uh, die of COVID or be seriously ill or going to the uh, ICU, they need to quarantine. They need to take extra special precautions. 
And we are, the rest of us, I'm 58 years old, and, and I, yeah, I was sick for four days, but I, I wasn't in danger of anything. Mm-hmm. But the point is, 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 and my wife and my daughter didn't even get it. We tested them, and they didn't get it. But I know personally two guys that were family men. One was in his 40s and one was in his uh, early 60s, late, well, 59. They committed suicide mm. early on in this thing. When everything was looking down, because the economy was starting to shut down, and honestly, we're never gonna, we're never going to get rid of this disease. It's going to be with us forever. We're all either going to get it, or we're all going to have to get vaccinated. There's no two ways around it. And no matter what we do, we can shut down because the United States of America got infected by three or four people coming through, that got through. And when you can do that, when, when somebody can come in from the East Coast and somebody can come in from the West Coast or come up through Mexico, you can't contain something like this. It will never go away. And I don't know why people don't understand that. You can shut down forever. You know, the world got infected by two or three people. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it had to start somewhere. Yeah. It had to start with and one. And it'll just start all over again. Yeah. Well, and what we're, you know, what we, there's so many Sorry, things we don't know, but what we do know about... Uh, viruses and especially uh, if they mutate uh, it starts all over again if you will and so I, I'm not a proponent of shutting down the whole country you know I don't think it, it you can't do it it doesn't work we're gonna have to find better ways to deal with it and I think actually uh, even as, as uh, some people you know aren't happy about even how Utah's done it but Utah's done it a lot better than most states and and that's uh, with some uh, early on some closures some of those didn't work frankly and so, you know, what, what works now? I don't know. Uh, we're, we're still learning. Uh, and a vaccine, yeah, there will be a vaccine, and it'll probably be effective. But even that, it might only be effective for a time. We may be looking at this like we do the seasonal flu. Yeah, every year. We yeah. may have people that say, well, I'm going to because I'm at risk. I'm going to take that vaccine once a year. i got to cut you off, yep. Mayor Jack. Thanks for coming nice. in. Good to talk to you. Very impassioned uh, there from Jack Lancaster. Nice to hear uh, from a, a, a kind of a double business owner there, Jack. And, and <laughs> there, there is, it is important to hear from uh, businesses' perspectives. All right. Uh, got to get a weather break in, uh, and then we will continue with Mayor Pike and your phone calls. This is uh, News Radio 890-949-KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back to the program, 739 here on News Radio 890 KDFC, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. We're talking with Mayor John Pike, St. George City. Mayor, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. You know, this is my favorite time of year. I love the fall. Me too. You Me know, too. it's been it's been fairly warm, though, the last couple of days, That's right. which is fine. 81 today. I know. Isn't that something? And uh, But last night, we uh, as we've been doing a lot lately, we uh, sat uh, our family those of us that are here sat on the the back uh, patio and had dinner and of course we want to linger and stay out there because it's 63 degrees Perfect. Yeah. yeah it's just beautiful beautiful days beautiful nights you can leave the windows open still at night at least a little bit without getting too cold <laughs> yeah and so anyway it's a beautiful time of year i wanted to ask you about uh, uh we, we had a conversation earlier today about cell phone etiquette. A, a guy, actually Jeremy Larkin was telling me, he said a guy, guy texted him at 845 at night and said, hey, I need to talk to you. Call me. Well, he was with his family. He was busy. He didn't call him. Got another text like an hour later. Hey, I need to talk to you tonight. Call me. Uh, didn't ignore that again. Next day he gets a, a text uh, in the morning. No, actually he calls the guy back. He didn't, an, didn't answer. 
The guy finally calls him back 10 minutes later. So we're, it's still within 12 hours of the original text. It's like, you know, 745 in the morning. And he's, the guy said, man, you are so busy. I, it's, it's hard to get a hold of you. And <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, if anybody knows anything about cell phones and dealing with messages and, and everything, it would be Mayor Pike. Be, I, I mean, it's, your cell phone is constantly buzzing uh, during, during this show, and, and I'm sure all day long. Uh, but it seems like to me we've become quite impatient now. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if remember the olden day, I mean, someone called you, you had an actual phone, and yeah. if you didn't get it, you know, you weren't there or whatever, then they tried again the next day, and it might be a couple of days before you get a hold of someone. And now it's like, man, we're impatient. Oh, it's so true. We are the now generation, right, uh, or generations. Mm-hmm. But Andy and I are old enough as my kids would say, older than dirt, uh, <laughs> that we remember when there weren't even uh, phone answering machines. Right. Right. No, I mean, no, my family no. didn't have one of those until I think I was gone from the house. You know, I mean, we just we just didn't have it. You missed the call. Right. Right. And they would what? And you didn't know you missed no, it. No, you didn't either. know you missed it. There yeah. was no caller ID. Right. And so, you know what they did, Andy? I don't know. They called us back. Holy cow, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and like you, you mean, said, they didn't text you or no, there instant were, message you? Or... <laughs> My kids just say, what did you guys do? You know, you didn't have, you know, videos or DVDs or no. Netflix. I said, Netflix? We didn't even have, you know, colored TV at first you know, until no. I was a little bit older. And, and we certainly, um, you know, said, well, wh- how did you watch movies? We went to the drive-in to the or movies. to the movie theater. Yeah. And so anyway, it's, it's, it's changed. I agree with you. And. And frankly, you know, I probably spend too much time on this device that I'm holding up right now, yeah. my cell phone. I, I had a call last night. At, I was on the phone a lot, and I have been lately. I don't know why. It kind of goes in waves. But, mm. yeah, there are some times when, you know, you just, you, you've, you've got to actually put it down. And I respect people, actually, that do this. Walk away. And walk away. And mm-hmm. there might come, and I don't know what it is. It's different for different people. Let's say 9 o'clock at night. They put their, their cell phone in one place, and they're in another place. You know, they don't take it in the bedroom with them, for example. That's probably good practice. Um, I do not do that. I keep it with me most of the time because I feel you, like I kind of have to. You have a city to run. Yep. Yeah. And with, so, with me, I, I, you know, since I've become program director here at yeah. KEXU a year and a half ago, uh, there's an alarm if there's a problem with the station that mm-hmm. goes directly to my phone. I have to have it, even yep. even when when I'm in bed. Sometimes it'll go off at three in the morning, and I've got to deal with problems. But uh, I, you know, you were talking about movies. My brother, he's passed away now, eight years older than me. Loved the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, remember yeah. that? From yeah, the late seventies or mid seventies. Bert uh, Bert Bert Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. and Bert Sally Reynolds, Fields, Jerry Reed, Jerry Reed was yeah. the snowman. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he loved that movie so much that he went to see it, and you 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 couldn't rent it. There were no VCR, nothing like that, and so he went to see it. I, I estimate about twenty times. Wow! Uh, but uh, my brother had uh, an old uh, comet. Remember the old comet? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and he had tricked it out, so it was kind of a hot rod comet. Uh-huh. Uh And but he used to, uh, he was seventeen maybe, and I would have been about nine years old. And he used to bribe me to go see that movie with him. And he would say, hey, I'll buy you, I'll buy you some Raisinets or I'll buy you some Whoppers or I'll buy you right. some Swedish Fish or, or whatever. Red Vines. And, whatever yeah, Red Vines, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, out of the 20 times he saw it, I probably went with him 12 or 13 of those times yeah. because I was nine years old and I wanted candy. Yeah. I didn't care about the movie, but I wanted candy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That was me and Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. And, you know, that's the funny thing is because in those days there weren't many movies, right, that you did that with. 
There, there, there weren't very many. He, nope. he, and because you had to go, and it wasn't a ton of money, but it's all it's all rel- relative, right? Yeah. The, probably the cost of things, but but yeah, I think I went to Star Wars, the original Star Wars, back, and I want to say it was nineteen seventy six ish. I think seven, seven, yeah. Yep. And I think I saw that seven or nine times, not as many times as you and your brother saw Smoking the Bandit, but <laughs> uh, but I I remember that was a big deal. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was another one yeah, we saw multiple well, times. A great but, movie. But that was the only way you could see it was at the theater. And you were just glad that it was still there. And so, the, you know, because they wouldn't carry him forever. And the theaters were much bigger then, too. Yeah. And now, uh, unfortunately, with COVID, a lot of the theaters aren't even open. No. Or if they are, they, you have to rent the whole place out. That's right. And, and but kids kids grow up now they see movies on Netflix or yeah. on uh, you know Disney Plus or, right. or whatever that's how they do it. Yep. So uh, exactly right. So but I do think it's it's worth in fact I watched a show on Netflix the other day called The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that? I think that's what it's called. I've heard it. Somebody keeps keep saying, you need to sit down and watch this with your kids. It is good. I, I couldn't get my 16-year-old to sit down and watch it with us. She <laughs> promised she would, but she hasn't yet. But my <laughs> wife and I watched it. I watched the first half myself, and I said, oh, we got to watch this together. And we just couldn't get us together, so Christy and I watched it. You're, it, you're saying you couldn't get a 16-year-old to do what you told her. I know, isn't yeah, that? And she's, a good, that. and she's a good kid. She's a good kid. But still... You know, it's all about social media and how they are really, and we all know this, we know it's being done, but I don't know if we realize just how, it, how much it's being done in terms of leading us, mm-hmm. watching us, really, literally watching, tracking, tracking. Yeah. And, and so, you know, some people are really creeped out by that. I'm probably not as creeped out, but it is, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit scary. I remember one time we were looking in the last year for a mattress, a new mattress for our bed. And I once went on, it was that when I was on Facebook, I saw, oh, there's one for purple uh, mattresses or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. I clicked on it. All of a sudden, every Oosh. time, yeah, I've got mattress ads every time mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook from every different company. And it's because they knew. They saw me click on that, and they, they were helping me. They were directing me. <laughs> and I, so Yeah, I looked at a, a used SUV on, on the Internet, and this was three or four days ago. Uh, we were in, maybe in the market of getting a different car. I looked at one on Facebook Marketplace, a used SUV. It wasn't a professional ad. Within an hour, my Facebook feed was flooded with yeah. SUVs, new SUVs, and used SUVs. It's crazy. Well, and I'm told there are ways you can deal with that, you know, yeah. change your settings and or, stuff. We're too lazy. We're, I, know, I am. I'm too lazy. <laughs> All right. We're talking with Mayor John Pike. Uh, we'll uh, get to your questions again. 673-5890 is the phone number. Uh, Mayor, i got to sneak another break in. Okay. I wanted to ask you, too, about being a candidate and, and, oh, yeah. and the process of being a candidate. Okay. Uh, when we come back from this commercial break. Real quick, Joe Shoney is a sponsor of this show, has been for quite some time. Uh, he's been a Southern Utah loan consultant for 25-plus years with New American Funding. Uh, Joe's specialty is making sure you're taking care of it. Every step of the way, he's uh, explaining what's happening, what's going on, what you need to do, what the buyer or what the seller might be doing in, in case of a home uh, uh, home purchase uh, Joe is a pro. In fact, online he averages 4.91 out of five stars. That's almost perfect score. Uh, what is that? 98.2 percent or something like that. That's really, really good scores. Uh, you go online, you just read five star review after five star review. Uh, this one is from Jeffrey. He said, "This is the first time I refinanced the house, and Joe made it a very simple experience." They're all like that. Go see Joe online and read the read the reviews for yourself, or give him a call four three five five nine zero sixty three hundred. We'll be back in one minute. 
Good morning again, 949 on KDXU. I hope you had a chance to, out there to catch some of our election coverage on election night, Tuesday night. It was a lot of fun. We uh, went around the horn, uh, had a lot of uh, uh, commenters. Uh, and I'm with Mayor Pike today. Mayor, when uh, when I was interviewing some of the candidates after they had, it was apparent they were going to win. Lowry Snow, Don Ibsen, uh, Terry Hutchinson, Dean Cox. Uh, we had several of them uh, on, the, on the program on Tuesday night. And I was actually kind of maybe a little surprised to see that several of them had no idea how the election was going to shake out. They, they kind of were in the dark. They were like, ah, yeah, but I really couldn't get a feel. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and that surprised me because I guess the layperson in, in me was like, well, you guys, you guys know what's going to happen. Usually Pre- pretty good idea about it. Uh, how was it as a candidate for you, Mayor? Well, it, it can be very um, stressful, even beyond what you really realize. Mm-hmm. You, you, you carry it. You know how this is. With, yeah. with any stressful time, you carry it in your shoulders and you, whatever it may be. You carry it in your, 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 your being, and you don't sometimes realize the effect that stress is having on you. But it is, it is very stressful. And I think in, in, uh, as a candidate, especially in a market like ours, there isn't much polling, if any on for candidates so i've never known i've never known until i'm watching the elections but do uh, do you get a gut feeling though as it's happening yeah Yeah, i feel pretty good we're gonna win you do you i do and and you know Mm -hmm. you but you know here's the danger in that and then and i've said this to myself and my my supporters you know do, am I am I only listening to the people who like me, <laughs> you know, who yeah. who were voting for yes, me? Man, yes. And it is interesting because uh, we joke about this, but after the election, it's interesting, Andy, how everybody voted for me. Uh, uh, oh, I, I voted. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. As, as I talk to him, oh, I voted for you, and I'm going. Well, somebody didn't. You know, there's at least about thirty percent. Several thousand people yeah. did not. So, so it is an interesting thing, and and you know, I really applaud everyone who runs for any office. You know, from, you know, school board on a local level, as we've noticed, again, those are important jobs uh, to city council, to mayor, to, you know, our county officials, and, of course, our statewide and, and federal officials, elected officials. It, it is a big deal, and it is and it is hard. You're putting yourself out there. Now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, others would say, well, you signed up for it. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you've, you've got to, you know, you've got to be... Uh, uh, ready for it, and you've got to expect that there are going to be tough questions, and there's high ex- there are high expectations, and you know you got to deal with that. And you become, I think, uh, the the more you get into it, the more events you do, the more forums. We don't really call them debates much anymore, and they're rarely right. debates, but forums. The more of those you do, the more uh, uh, even private, uh, meaning small groups that you you do we did things we called them ice cream socials they didn't always have ice cream but we would i would say to a a friend or someone and we'd try to do this around the city would you host an event at your home and Mm. invite you know 20 30 people there and that's that's what i did um for several of my campaigns that i thought were very effective I, i remember when i was running for mayor the first time so this was about eight years ago seven years ago i i did about five of those in Sun River alone. Really? And and I did that because that was, you couldn't go knock on doors in Sun River. They don't let you, for example. And so you, you had to have events. And the Sun River group would always do one, but I wanted to talk to folks by myself. Mm-hmm. And so you got to do, put yourself out there, find ways that fit your personality and the needs of the voters, our residents. 
and and then have the discussions and be ready. Be ready to just have good, candid conversations, and they're not always easy, as you well know, Andy, because right. you see those take place on the radio when they come in. These candidates come in on, on the radio, which, by the way, is a great service offered by Cherry Creek and others, and, and it's because they're the people's radio waves, right? Yeah. And so I appreciate, yeah. though, that, that we do that and take the time to, to vet candidates. So it's hard. It's um, I'll tell you this. Um, uh, it's uh, It's also a thrill if you feel like your message connected somehow and you get to represent uh, your constituents. It, it's, a, it's a cool thing to get to do. And then, you know, you got to do the work and you've got to be ready to, because sure. it's the people's work. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not about, shouldn't be about me. And despite what a lot, pe- a lot of people think, uh, I don't take uh, great pride in saying, well, let's see, what can I do to the citizens of St. George <laughs> He's today? His hands together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really, we're trying to, I really honestly feel that everybody who's elected is, that I've been exposed to, is really trying to do the best for the citizens, uh, the residents, and even the visitors, if you will, in some cases, of, of the area that they represent. I was, I was thinking about this. I don't think I've ever run for anything, Mayor. I, I've Obviously applied for jobs. Right. Uh, I've tried out for teams, stuff like that. But I, I don't think that I've ever run for any kind of office. So I, I ask, that's kind of why I wanted to ask you about it because I've, I've never, not to that, you know, not, not to that scale. Obviously, you try out for a job, you're running for something. That's right. You're, you're going against other people. But, uh, you know, it, this is an interesting thing. You know, I've, I've got some training and some experience in marketing uh, for my, my career and mm-hmm. back to school and so forth. And, a campaign is a marketing campaign. Sure. You're marketing something, you're marketing ideas, you're marketing a person, you're marketing, you know, a personality, whatever it might be, but it is a marketing campaign. And I don't, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound in any way callous. It, it, it isn't meant to, but there are things you need to do. There are certain steps you need to take. You've got to spend some uh, effort uh, on developing your platform the planks in your platform, as, as we call them. You've got to spend some money on radio in this town, Andy. Uh, radio is a good way to get your voice out. Yeah. Not, not as much in every market, but it is in our market. We listen to radio. So you've got to say, you know, how am I going to get my message out in all the different ways? It can't be just one way. You're going to have to do it in a lot of different ways. And, and, and again, you've got to get, um, you know, you've got to get not, not uh, callous, but you do want to get uh, at least... Um, um, strong enough that you can take the tough questions and that you can take not pleasing everybody, especially if you win, because you can't, you can't (laughs) please everyone. What you want to do is hopefully please everyone with your effort. So let's say, let's say we got phone, uh, caller six, seven, three, five, eight, 90. We have about uh, three minutes left in the show. Caller, you're on with Andy with mayor Pike. How are you? Doing great. Uh, I can see the Pike trains now with the flags flying all over town, just like the Trump <laughs> train. <laughs> uh, you're into marketing, so. But uh, yeah. and real quickly, before I get to my question, now you were just talking social media. And one time, uh, my wife and I were watching uh, Home Garden TV uh, International, and they had Croatia on there. And I had my phone, Android phone, sitting next to me. And jokingly, I said, oh, sweetheart, we got to go to Croatia and live there. And uh, that's all I said. And I swear to God, within the hour, I pick up my phone again, and I'm on Google. And there on the side are ads, travels to Croatia. Wow. So I think, I think algorithms are just listening a lot. You know, maybe I got microphones turned on where I shouldn't have it turned on to certain things. But anyway, um, my question is that a little while back, they had an article in the paper of uh, intersections they're studying for stoplights. 
And my, uh, my question is um, North Mall, you know, between the Red Cliff and Riverside. It is very, very busy. And we've already had a few accidents at 40 North and North Mall Drive. And I'm just one, and that was one of the intersections they were studying. I'm just wondering, are they still considering that or is that already passed to put a stoplight there? Um, let, me, let me see this again. North Mall, Red Cliffs. North, right near Foxborough. Uh, coming down, uh, if you came off Red Cliffs and came down North Mall Drive by Boulevard. Uh, Got you. In the first, first intersection, you know, not the I Center and the Zion I, but the next intersection is 40 North. Kind of cuts Foxborough right in half, and everybody comes off Red Cliffs by Arctic Circle, zooms around that curve, and goes flying out there to try to, you know, just save time or whatever. Um, I will check on it. I, I can't tell you what they've decided there. Um, they're, you know, they're doing that all the time, and sometimes I'm actually even a little surprised when they say, "Hey, we've done this study, and guess what? We think we need one here." So I will check on it, and if you. Okay. Um, and if you want, either call in uh, in two weeks or feel free to email me, um, and sure. uh, I'll give you my email address. You can email email me, and I'll answer you when I have that uh, answered, and I should be able to get an answer to that today. Um, but my okay. email address is um, – have you got a pencil or something? Well, I already have your email okay. address. I, I've, You've I've emailed me before. Right, man. One issue, and you took care of it within uh, three days. Okay, so good. Very awesome. Well, please well, do email me. I know right where you're talking about, and yeah, there are some uh, that tr- that, and that's only going to get busier, as I'm sure we're all aware. You know. Yeah, Mayor, we're out of time. Down to the final twenty seconds. Thanks Ooh. again for coming on. Great today. to be here. Two weeks in a row, you did, which is that's which right. is really nice. And we we didn't get too controversial. Nobody yelled at. Well, I, we had one or two yell at us, but that's okay. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> Thank you. He's John Pike, Mayor of St. George City. Next year is his uh, reelection. That's year. right. Looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, time now for news. This is KDXU.